0: You are listening to selfdiscoverymedia.com, where illumination and inspiration is about a click away. With so many genre topics for you on everything that you need to know in life. We celebrate and share the people who have taken the journey before you and who are now here to serve you with their wisdom and their knowledge. The next show coming up is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on SelfDiscoveryMedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest is Selina Kaloni-Williams. She's the mother mantra. She has a degree in psychology, a master's in screenwriting. She's authored several international best-selling books and documentaries on psychology, deep ecology, shamanism, yoga, psychotherapy, anthropology, Buddhist meditation. Oh my goodness, what hasn't she done? Um, It is quite amazing when you look at her because she looks so young, how she's managed to fit this all in, in her life. But clearly this was something that called her and she has spread her wings. She's ignited our own heart and soul and she's here to help us, how to step into our mother mantra, the shamanic way of living. And how that peace that we all seek that is kind of eluding us, it's right there, but it's an inside-out job. So let's welcome Selina. And in our self-discovery of who she is, we can discover a lot about ourselves. So welcome to the show, Selina. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thanks to you for having me. Wonderful. We don't have a brilliant connection today because she's in a hotel. Uh, She's traveling right now doing her thing. So we pray to the internet gods that we're going to have a smooth ride. How did somebody so young manage to get so much under her belt? When did you start? The moment you were born? do we have you I'm not so young <laughs> well, you I'm look young,
1: I started when I was- oh thank you thank you anyway I started when I was very young because when I was only 19 I went to Sri Lanka I left Europe I went to Sri Lanka and um, i um, i met my um, shamanic yoga teacher michael who despite his english name was very far from being british (laughs) he he had been adopted by three different families and he had run away from all of them within a few years Mm. and when i met him he was with an eagle. And it was a reunion because the first time he saw me, he said, it's a pleasure to meet you again. Mm. And uh, then um, when he left his body, I came back in Europe and I got my degree in psychology. And then I met um, a famous psychoanalyst, uh, uh, James Silman. uh, uh, was the father of the archetypal psychology mm-hmm. when he was uh, living, working in my country, Switzerland. And uh, archetypal psychology and imaginal method are for me very useful tools to build a bridge between Eastern and Western vision. And this is very useful for me because I also practice Buddhist meditation. Uh, when I was in Sri, Sri Lanka, I, I am entered a so-called uh, forest hermitage um, or a jungle temple and I stayed uh, for six years there practicing meditation and studying Buddhism.
0: So something that it really has to have been very much a calling within you, you know, to take this path. A lot of people are waking up you know, to that soul connection, to that spirit. And it's wonderful to see because that is where we're meant to be. But for you, it sounds like it was a calling very, very young. And you really delved right into it. The path that it's taking you on, though, that's been interesting. You have written many, many books. And you're here to, I think, ignite that spirit in other people because really that shamanic... Way of living, that harmony that we find within ourselves is really something that is done almost quietly, isn't it? It's finding the peace within ourselves. We have to be peaceful, we have to be calm. Um, have you found, especially in Western society, that this is a struggle?
1: Yes, uh, yes, Western society. Uh, makes people uh, being full of uh, uh, attachments and fears because uh, life in western society um, is not more natural is uh, far away from nature and being far away from nature we we lost our greatest teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> which is nature itself you see and beauty and so um, you see we we have lost the sense of sacredness, yeah. and uh, yes uh, losing the sacred uh, the sense of sacredness uh, has made us uh, uh, full of fears uh, because uh, um, uh, sacredness help help us uh, to um, to have a continuity between life, visible and invisible, a continuity of awareness. If we lose the sense of sacredness, we lose this continuity and we uh, down in the pit of uh, fear and attachments, because fear and attachments are the same reality and this reality creates um, a lot of anxiety and pain Um, you see (laughs) according to buddhism uh, according to shamanism uh, and according to uh, depth psychology Um, like um, imaginal uh, psychology we live in in an universe that is not substantial, I mean it's not made but uh, by its own substance Mm. it is imaginal it is an apparition a dream, a projection Um, we say a great image Uh, but if 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 we think uh, um, reality is a substantial, if we believe in objectivity of things, in materialism, then we become victims yes. of events, you see. <laughs> we are not the, the dreamers of the dream. We are not we are not more longer the the creator the co-creator of our reality but we end up to be victims of all events you see for ancients, events were gods and goddesses uh, for a psychoanalyst uh, are um, archetypes for uh, shamans are spirits but for individuals in western society events are um, um, (laughs) caused by a mechanical law of cause and effect, Mm -hmm. which is not the law of karma, because the law of karma is the law of action and reaction, and it is on a poetic, um, aesthetic basis. Uh, The logical, the mental... Um, law of cause and effect is um, a mechanical law which give us the impression that events are um, um, not dependent, they don't depend from our ability to create them, to imagine them, to dream them. And so we end up to being victim of our own events. And we lose the ability to talk to the events, which are uh, entities, spirits, gods, goddesses, you see. We we want to control events, but we lose the ability to talk to them.
0: Yeah. I think very much that we're so trapped in the physical, the body, and what the body needs, and the image, and the ego, and the the self-importance of the vessel, that we forget about the vessel is here to contain. It is here as an expression of our heart, our soul, our spirit. Uh, It is something that is a gift to allow us to touch, to feel, to taste, to take action. Because when you look at the universe, it's all energy. All that cosmic is energy. It's not tangible it's it's a frequency this vessel that we're in is a beautiful gift but we forget how to use it we don't as you say that continuity of merging with nature with merging with the energies with merging with each other's energies we become this fixation on how we look on how we present ourselves and how rich are we how important are we how secure are we and that is what really builds up the insecurity and the fear and the ego driven is this false illusion of our own self-importance because we're looking on the outside and not on the inside.
1: Oh, yes, it's true. I remember my shamanic yoga teacher always said, we don't only have two eyes looking outward. Mm-hmm. We also have two eyes looking inwards. And um, in order to open the inward looking eyes, we have to go beyond mental judgment Mm. and uh, using the power of inclusiveness. Yes. uh, You see, uh, being able to include beyond mental judgment uh, is what I call doing an aesthetic. And also an aesthetic mm. experience of life, which is amazing, is marvelous, is yes. great, is full of joy and pleasure uh, as nature is. Because nature is an aesthetic experience, not a moralistic, ethic experience. Um, nature is beauty, and beauty doesn't have an opposite. Ugliness doesn't exist in nature, you see. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Only, yes. The, uh, only the human mind separates.
0: I know, um, but op- do, you, do you think this is because we are thinking all the time and not feeling? You know, if we if we felt with the heart and the heart energy... We would feel the beauty in everything. We would see the beauty from our from our feelings. But we think it from expectation of what beauty is. And therefore, we miss the beauty that is before us because somebody has dictated what it should look like as opposed to the beauty that it is.
1: Yes, human beings... Uh are using their their mind because Mm. they want to have control, they want to have power upon nature, upon events, Um, but um, everyone, every one of us can always uh, choose love, Uh, even if we are in civilization that had chosen power and control, every one of us can always choose love and can always uh, reawaken the ability to talk uh, to the in- with the invisibility, to talk to spirits, uh, yes. to talk to um, events uh, uh, and not only uh, exercise, try to uh, control the um, events and reality. You see, uh, I think uh, everyone can reach a supramental vision, mm-hmm. an overmind, where the thoughts of, of the mind and the thought of the heart are united yes. together.
0: You see. In sync with one another. Yes. Of course, in yes. Sync yeah beautiful expression Insane. yes yeah. I mean the thing about nature and and you know humans are 0.1 species on this planet we're the most destructive We we consider ourselves to be the most superior yeah. yet you know we've got a long way to go because when you look at how nature works it's such a brilliant system of support and that there is nothing wasted Every single thing has a purpose. And I think one of the problems with humanity is they're so busy chasing the illusion that they forget what their purpose is. And that's what we're here for, isn't it? To discover what is our meaningful purpose? What is our contribution? Because that's what it's about. What's your contribution to the collective whole here? Of course, this
1: is very beautiful. What you said is very beautiful. I believe we are here at the end of a, a great evolutionary chain to protect and serve and help other creatures, not to depredate and <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, you see, but um, we have uh, we have to melt fears and attachments, otherwise uh, um, if we are full of fears, of course, we depredate and we destroy nature. We have to melt fear and um, um, remember. Uh, who we are. We are uh, uh, the protectors. Uh, we are the guardians of the other creatures uh, of nature. And so. Uh, we need to do a better job. <laughs> we need, to, we need yes. to remember who we are mm-hmm. and uh, accomplish the mission of our
0: soul.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes what is our mission here we've got into this thing that the world owes us and we have a right and no we are here as a collective and as that collective you know it's like every single cell in our body is important to the whole of us and we have to look at ourselves as a cell as a seed as a a particle that again, is a contributor that is something that participates and that enhances enhances the well-being of each other and of this planet. We are such incredible creatures. We have so much talent, so much creativity, so much heart if we choose to feed that. And it's a question of turning away from the fear and the hate and the delusionment into merging in sync with nature, with the cosmos and understanding that we are a part of this energy. And if we go with this energy, we all become so much better. Universe, planet, all life forms. But it's the choice that we have to make. We've stopped chasing out and start looking in. Do you think the archetype type personalities, that there are some that are prone to that and that's a no-brainer like yourself, this was the path you wanted to go down, and that there are some people that just can't help but feed the other?
1: I think everyone can help, but we as a species, we have to change our thinking method. Mm -hmm. And uh, the best way to change uh, the thinking method uh, from a shamanic perspective is to die and then be born again. Mm -hmm. Cross the great threshold and come back. And uh, this is the shamanic journey. Mm -hmm. Um, You see, uh, the the great threshold can be crossed Uh, in two directions, from life to death, and from life to the time before birth. And, um, you see, if we cross uh, the great threshold uh, from life to the time before birth, we discover that uh, all, all life, the entire reality, is just an image a great image which is simultaneously which happens now always right now Mm -hmm. and this image has um, a function a purpose and this purpose is remember us um, that uh, we are loved Mm -hmm. and uh, awaken our loving power you see uh, because um, um, we 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 come we all come from a wonderful land um, from, a, from a wonderful place where everything everything is love and we have absolutely to remember our house We have to remember where we come from. And all reality, all our life is a great image that has the purpose to melt our attachments and fears, which are obstacle for us to remember who we are and where we come from, to remember love, you see. So we have to melt obstacle to remember
0: a lot Um. you see we're we're born with that love aren't we we're we're you know when we come out we don't come out with judgment or illusion or you know expectation we just come out as this bundle of love and you know you saw the kitten that I had here a moment ago all she wants to do is just love and please and play we through our conditioning change that We are meant to be that love. Love is who we are. Love is the vibration that we need to resonate on. Love is what makes things grow and unite. Why do we fear love so much? Why do we forget it? Because it's there in us as a child, in that wonderment, in that exploration, in that simple love of being in the moment. And then we grow up and somehow love becomes a bad four-letter word Uh, we forgot because
1: we want we choose power and control you see in front on 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 an event uh, we always have two possibility Uh, try to control it uh, try to um, have a power upon it or just feel it as a spirit, as a god or goddesses, as the ancients said. Um, and uh, talk to the presence, feel that all events are soul and have a spirit and talk to the spirit and ask him or ask it why are you here? Please help me, please help open my door, open my road. You see, even if the event um, is unpleasant, uh, we have not to judge it from the beginning through our mind. We have to try to include it and to feel that this event is an archetype. I mean, is an image. And as image is um, an entity, a spirit. Um, You see, the ancient Greeks used a word to define um, an image, event. And this word was uh, Eidolon. Eidolon means both image and uh, uh, God or goddesses because it is a simulacrum, an image of God. Mm -hmm. So an event is always an image of God. And even it looks... um, unpleasant to our ego, we have try, we have to try to trust it before to judge it. Yeah. And uh, um, and talk to the, to the soul to the soul of the, of the event ask it why you are here um please help me to see what i can't see please help my door please show me the road um what am i, I meant to learn from this? Love.
0: yeah what am i meant to learn from this this event this experience everything that's given to us is a lesson or it's a tool or it's, it's an understanding of how courageous and strong we can be how there is always an answer, but we don't find it if we're in ego or in chaos or exactly. in fear. Exactly, We only exactly. find it when and we allow to allow. event. Yes. To- it is about surrendering and allowing, isn't it? If we go into fear and anxiety, Mm -hmm. or why is this happening to me? You're not going to learn from it. You're not going to see what lessons are there. You're not going to find out how strong and courageous you are. And you're, you're not going to go, okay, all right, this has happened, what does it mean to me? What can I do about it? We have to sometimes just surrender and allow. Because when we do that, the answer comes. It is shown to us. But if we're in anxiety, we can't see anything. The blinkers go on. We can't see anything. We can't feel anything. The answer is right in front of you, but you're so anxious that you can't embrace it. Exactly.
1: I perfectly agree. And this is exactly what I wanted to say when I said We have to bring back the sense, the sense of sacredness in our life. To be in the sacredness means uh, being able to see that all events have uh, a soul, and we can. trust we can trust we can deeply trust the soul of events even our mind and our ego uh, doesn't want this event uh, happen uh, yeah. you see but we can always trust trust faith faith and love faith and love are two faces of the same reality and uh uh, Faith-love, love-faith, which is one w- one only word uh, for me. Faith-love, love-faith, is the greatest power uh, with it we came in this world. And we have to use it. We have to reawaken it and use the power of faith and love. We must trust events. We must love events. Even to our mind and to our ego, they seem to be ugly, or uh, unpleasant, or even terrifying. We have to trust them because uh, all events have a soul, and uh, uh, this soul is meant to um, experience company.
0: Yeah, I- exactly. Yes, to the freedom. I mean, we're not going to get through life without some bumps or, you know, some grinds. And, you know, you talk about faith and love, one of your books. The thing about faith and love, it literally resonates at a higher frequency, at a higher hertz. And when you're up on that higher vibration, you're in a place of enlightenment, of lightenment. And everything then becomes, okay, this is happening but I'm not going to get stressed up about it because I trust the faith and the love of what I need to learn from this and where it's taking me. Perfect. I completely agree.
1: Um, You are absolutely right. Uh, This is the power we need. We need the power to have faith Mm -hmm. in the events because you see, Uh, this great image uh, which is our life uh, is created in um, in a creative union between human and divine. And so all the moments of our life have been in in, in mind uh, the... The signature uh, of the divine, you see. The signature the of the divine? Everywhere, in all the apparitions of our life. Because, yes, the, the, the presence of the divine. Because uh, all, all reality is a creation made by or through um, a creative union, uh, uh, a love union between human and divine. And so all events have inside the presence of the divine. And this is why we have to trust all the events, every single event of our life, even it appears uncomfortable yeah. to our mind and our ego, we have to trust it because the presence of a divine is everywhere. Right.
0: Yes. You know, it's um, the people that I mostly interview here on Self Discovery Media are people that are, have gone through what I call their redirect. And um, you know they they've had something happen to them maybe it's catastrophic maybe it's just simple a tap on the shoulder and they've redirected to their meaningful purpose but they were willing to go through the process to go into their own self-discovery of what does this mean where am i meant to be and again have allowed themselves to go through the process it doesn't mean it wasn't painful or, or that it wasn't really difficult But every single one of them, no matter what they've been through, who they've become today, the message that they have today, the contribution that they have today is literally divine because they were willing to go through the event, through the process to become the divine presence that they were always meant to be.
1: Exactly. In the uh, mother mantra tradition, which is the core of shamanic yoga It's known a condition uh, called mystical marriage. Um, when someone is in the mystical marriage, is uh, fully aware of uh, the union with the divine. And uh, this is a marvelous condition because... Uh, uh, you see, in the mystical marriage, you you understand um, the, the, the deep sense of uh, uh, the state of non-duality. Mm-hmm. N- non-duality, non-duality is the state in which human and divine are distinct, but not separate, because they are love in love each other. You see, love, love requires the number two, because we need to be two to love. But because the two elements love each other continuously, in truth, in one, they are two, in one, and or better, better, they are three in one. Because the two lovers, by giving one to the other, always create a new manifestation. Yes. So uh, the magic formula of non-duality is a three, one, and this is the trinity, which is. Everywhere in yes. nature. Yes. This is the natural condition of a tree, of an eagle, of a wolf. Is everywhere. The Trinity is the... Natural condition in which every one of us can be by entering the mystical marriage, right. um, which is a highly creative condition. You see, because when you are in the mystical marriage, you are uh, in a creative union with uh, um, with great ideas, which yes. are uh, ideas. Uh, are uh, gods and goddesses. They are not a product of our brain. No, no. The great, great ideas are
0: uh, Channeling.
1: gods, goddesses. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, they are not products of right. our brain. Right. Right being in union with the divine, you are in union with the greatest idea and you are in a, a creative condition. You see, when you are in union with your mind, with your mind knows, right. oh my God, <clears throat> you are in a depressed condition because you can't wait. You can always repeat yourself. You can only repeat what is known and uh, this is not a condition of joy this is the condition of suffering and boring so <laughs> we should be creative and to yes. be creative we must be in union with the invisibility right with the divine yes
0: it's it's you me equals us And that tripod always has more sure footing and balance than just two. And, you know, the knowingness, this is something that for me has always been very important. You know, when we talk a gut instinct, I don't know, just my gut tells me so. I think that there's the divine speaking to our souls, which then resonates with our heart and truth. It speaks to our spirit into action and our mind knows what it needs to know at the moment that it needs to know it it's in the now it is the knowingness again we have to allow we have to allow that soul divine voice to come to resonate to the heart to go to the spirit to speak to the mind if we always dictate from the mind we're going to miss all those other messages so the knowingness is in again the surrender and allowing the divine to connect us to unite us to speak to us and then our minds actually understand look at creative people like leonardo da vinci tesla einstein these are people that were given knowledge so utterly supreme but they had enough intellect to know what to do with it to open up those channels and build the vision that they were given they didn't let their ego get in the way maybe uh, einstein did didn't let the ego get in the way they just followed through with what they were given. And that's what we're here to do, right? Open up those channels, allow it to come through, and in that moment of knowingness, just be. Yes, I perfectly agree with you.
1: Even, even a scientist, when discovering something important, they have to surrender, mm-hmm. surrender to something mysterious, a surrender mm-hmm. to the divine and give up what is once they can't go any further yeah
0: yeah i completely agree yes yeah don't let the you know the intellect uh, uh, the ego intellect get in the way of the divine intellect because the divine intellect is always more supreme so tell me about Confused. the mother mantra um this is a new book
1: yes Yes, the Mother Mantra, the Ancient Shamanic Yoga of Non-Duality is my book which has been translated and published in the in US um, uh, by Inner Traditions. And um, it's a very esoteric book, but at the same time is a, a simple book full of uh, um Um, uh, and spiritual exercises uh, that uh, um, uh, a reader can do um, without a great effort uh, but with a great result Mm -hmm. and um, there are um, healing practices uh, that can be done in a state of uh, ecstasy entering the state of ecstasy Uh, through uh, the Madha Mantra, which is a vibration, a deep vibration, is very uh, easy and safe. And um, in this state uh, um, are known many um, healing practices but are described in the Madha Mantra book, um, healing practices for our soul, for our mind, for our body and um, also, there are um, exercises for the body in order to keep uh, ourselves healthy and balanced and um, you see in the mother mantra tradition are known as a lot of mantras, which are vibrations, mm-hmm. and every vibration as uh, its own purpose. Uh, There is, for instance, uh, the the mantra for uh, realizing uh, uh, the mystical marriage, which is called um, mystical marriage mantra. There is uh, a mantra to which abundance, uh, because abundance uh, is a natural power um, everywhere it is everywhere in nature nature is abundance fertility creativity and uh, in the Mother mantra tradition is known a mantra a vibration to join to reach the state of being really natural and also we have a mantra to withdraw Absorb reality we sorry see, could you repeat we, that
0: please we, love
1: we said that uh, everything in this world
0: can uh, you repeat
1: yes, it <laughs> yeah repeat yes. it there is a mantra to withdraw projection or reabsorb reality we 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 have said that reality is a um, uh, actually an apparition, a projection, um, an image. And uh, withdrawal uh, projection or or reabsorb reality means taking all those objects, people and uh, places or events but we have ever met in the course of our life back to their original state which Mm. is uh, indeed uh, image, dream, action you see and so um, get rid of the appearance of uh, objectivity and materialism uh, which make us of event even then were creators or lovers so um, another mantra is uh, for uh, uh, image pacification what's <coughs> image pacification is uh, in the um, you see uh, all, uh, our events, um, all our events or our memories uh, are um, images mm-hmm. and uh, these images uh, uh, should be pacified that means uh, we have to change the relationship with them if something happened in our past and uh, we, uh, we continue to judge to judge it we still continue to uh, to feed our fear, Mm -hmm. um, our anger, our revenge. Mm. But if we can pass by the image of the past, uh, by saying to the image, okay, um, I bless you, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you were um, terrible to my mind, if you appear uh, terrible to my mind, now I'm uh, able to bless you and I want to bless you. Now I want to uh, thank you. Now I can forgive you now I can even love you, I can even try you, I recognize in you the presence of the Divine Mm -hmm. and so by blessing, thanks, uh, forgive, love and uh, trust the past events we can pacify all the spirits all the images of our past and we can change our future we can create a best future for us and for the planet you see the art of image pacification is a very important shamanic art um, and uh, this can be done using uh, a mantra because um, sometimes people br- um, carry within inside, people sometimes carry inside images or memories really, um, really <laughs> uh, uncomfortable. Yeah full of pain and sound and so it's not easy to pacify them. But by using the man of image pacification, every image can be pacified. And you see, all the images that we can't pacify are like like angry ghosts, but who but are following us, you see, they they follow us and they care us, Uh, able to identify all the images of the past is so important for every one of us. And this shiny card, which everyone can practice.
0: You know, like a a past image a past pain or event can become a bully in your life if you don't face the bully it is always going to be there to terrorize you so it is something that we have to be willing to do to face it because that's the only way you're going to overcome it or get through it the other thing I think big word that we're looking at here is communication is communicating with the pain communicating with the fear communicating with the hate the the insecurity and asking why do you feel this way what can i do to heal you to help you move forward if we look again at nature the trees have a phenomenal matrix where they feed each other they support each other they're constantly in communication you look at all of the energy matrices in the world They're always connecting and supporting one another. We seem to be the only species that has difficulty in doing that. But that communication of facing, facing life and go, I'm carrying this pain, I'm carrying this anger. Why? I need to turn around and face it and communicate. What can I do to heal you? What can I do to stop the bullying or stop the nagging? Or stop the repetitiveness and step into that higher vibrational love. Because until you're willing to do that, there is no moving forward. And finding the mantras that are going to help you do that. Because a mantra is a vibration. It is a repetitive, beautiful vibration that's going to set you up on a higher plane. And the higher you go, the more energy you have to face the demons to face the past. So by doing the mantras, you've stepped into something that becomes rhythmical and consistent and has an energy all of its own. And you find that it actually penetrates right through your whole psyche and your body. And all of a sudden, the courage to face things is so much more. So that's why mantras are so important in helping us overcome but also embrace the unknown of what lies before us.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly like that. A mantra is a vibration, uh, which can communicate with the consciousness. And And we communicate with the consciousness. A mantra is a vibration and through a mantra we can communicate with the so-called mind of a self which is a vibrational consciousness we can enter this consciousness and we can change the programming mm-hmm. because by going through the process of education we had gone to, through a big a massive process of conditioning <laughs>
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we have to get rid of it yes, recondition
0: and a, mantra. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, a mantra is a powerful tool yeah. in order to do that the,
0: the other thing about a mantra as well is that it's repetitive and we know that in order to delete one program condition you have to replace it with a new condition with a new program so with the mantra always being repetitive and repetitive on the vibration and the repetitive it goes into the mind and changes the programming but it also changes the programming throughout the body right it's changing the energy signature throughout the body and all of a sudden what used to bother you doesn't bother you anymore because you've been reprogrammed. And that's why a mantra is so good because of that repetition. And it's anytime you find yourself in in a a place that is difficult, going into a mantra can put you into that vibration that can help you get out of it.
1: Yes, it's true, absolutely. A mantra can change our physical condition Mm -hmm. of living. And um, we can't say that we have done a true uh, change in our um, consciousness until the physical conditions of our life have changed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, consciousness and uh, bod- body are two phases of the same reality. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah yes and the mantra can change both so for a lot of people that are are physically in pain you know a a lot of um disease we have today comes from dis-ease you know when when our body is uneasy with itself when our mind is uneasy with itself if you change the mind and raise that vibration it trickles all the way through every cellular structure in the body and eases it doesn't it because a lot of the diseases out there are from this dis-ease of not being at ease with oneself
1: yes yes of course and uh, um, uh, in such a way with this interpretation we can uh, easily understand that disease are not enemies. They are calling. they are calling us to uh, change our uh, way of living, to change our perspective, to open our heart. And so most of the time um, illnesses are not enemies. They are allies, mm-hmm. but we have to change our perspective mm-hmm. to, to see them for what they are.
0: And not become prisoners of them. Right? You know, I mean, sometimes all we need in life is a damn good hug. <laughs> you know? um, that's why having animals is, and, and being around nature is so important because... As you walk in the forest or down a street of trees, those leaves are rustling. They're speaking to you. You know, those branches are swaying. They're sharing that energy with you. Nature is always there to feed you. And if you are feeling distressed, get out amongst nature or amongst animals or young children, and they will shift that perspective and help you get back onto that track of, ah, I needed that loving hug. Yes, yes.
1: So we we can do a lot by staying in nature because nature is the best teacher for us. Beauty is the best teacher for us because beauty is a poetry is a willingness to love beauty is uh, impermanence evanescence if you think at a flower a flower is beauty um, is beautiful because it's impermanent if you Mm. think at a flower that never end. It's a plastic flower, it's yeah. not beauty <laughs>
0: <anymore>. <laughs> so, Exactly, not real.
1: <laughs> not real. But evanescence, evanescence, impermanence, is a component of beauty. Mm. So when we are in nature, we are in beauty. We can melt our fear of impermanence, of evanescence. And this is why nature is so helpful to us, because help us to melt fears, which is our um, most uh, uh, important obstacle.
0: Yeah, the crippling one. Yeah, I mean, I like that, the impermanence of it. Um, Nature has four seasons. You know, things bloom, they're beautiful, and then they die. And then they come back again at their own, the next, you know, the, the season. We have seasons, you know, and it's okay to have things die so something renewed can, can come. We can't grow beauty within us if we're living in a fermentation of, of anger and fear and hate. Beauty can't grow in there. Love can't grow in there. So we have to detoxify. We have to let go and make sure that our soil inside the heart and the soul is purified so that love can grow
1: yes absolutely and seasons uh, teach, yes. teach us uh, that uh, everything is circular spring mm-hmm. uh, uh, summer winter autumn spring summer winter autumn spring summer yeah. winter autumn. there is not an, a beginning there is not an end you see everything is circular time is circular the linear the linear time is a is a mind yes
0: yes yes Yes. but we've become slave to the 24 hours a day and what we should do in it at what particular time of day instead of again of allowing what the day wants you to do which doesn't mean that you don't have to follow certain structures because yes roof overhead and you have a job but It's also to be spontaneous, isn't it? Uh, And just to to get out there and go, ah, you know, it's so beautiful out there today. I want to get out and go and experience it. And don't be afraid to experience life and the beauty and and the chaos and the order because that's the beauty of nature. Wherever there's chaos, there's always beauty that comes out of it. Absolutely.
1: We... We can live uh, at a higher level of intensity. Yeah. Uh, One of us can live at a higher level of intensity. And um, being alive is not a consequence of being born. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Yes. Being alive is an achievement. Yes. And... And we, 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 we can achieve this state, being alive, at a various, at a different level of intensity. Yeah. Uh, you see, the more we melt fear, uh, the more we can uh, feel ourselves alive. So we have absolutely to trust, to melt fear and live our life fully.
0: (laughs) And we can do that by getting your book and all your other books as well. Um, But getting into that rhythm of the mantra, getting into that flow, because we have to understand energy is in constant flow. The wind, the blood, the oxygen is in constant flow. So we need to get into a flow, into a rhythm if we want to change anything. So how can people find your book and all your other books and also find you?
1: People can find uh, the Mother Mantra on uh, Amazon uh, and uh, they can find me through my website scw.academy or through um, Facebook Selene Celine Caloni Williams uh, on Facebook or on Instagram. And uh, they can write to me or uh, through my website. They can... uh, have access to many uh, different uh, webinars, uh, which are free actually, and they can learn a lot without to spend a single penny, without do any effort by staying in their home. They can practice and doing a lot of uh, uh, beautiful experience. Uh, through the webinars, uh, we, which are on my website.
0: Which is, you know, webinars are beautiful because it's that extension. It's like an orchestra. Each person brings their instrument to the orchestra and that, you know, that wisdom just grows and grows and grows into a crescendo. Uh, for people that are listening and are not looking at the YouTube here or on the blog, I'm going to spell your name. So then go to Selina, which is S-E-L-E-N-E, Caloni, C A L L O N I Williams, W I L L I A M S dot com. So Selena with an E, not an A, Caloni Williams com. And you'll find everything there. And you know, I think, you know, Christmas is coming. And I think it's always what do you buy someone as a gift? And something meaningful is wonderful. And if you know somebody right now that's going through a redirection or in, in some anxiety right now, which having just done a few shows on, on global stress and global depression, there are many, many people going through anxiety right now. And I think a book like this, The Mother Mantra is a beautiful gift to give because you have to understand when that person gets into that beautiful vibration, when they have risen up to that state of love, they ripple out that love to everyone around them. So it's a gift not only to them, but to everyone that they then are around afterwards. So it's a Christmas gift that keeps on giving. So think about it, folks. Something meaningful to give for Christmas and go and look at all her other books there as well. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with us, Selina. This has been beautiful.
1: Thank you to you, Sarah. It was a really pleasure to talk with you.
0: and I looked. to... Somebody so dedicated, but so well balanced. You're not just all Eastern or Western. You've managed to marry together all of these philosophies and understandings and put it together in a way that is usable and adaptable and adoptable. And that's something that we're looking for. We want to change, but very often it's like, but it's so difficult. So having something simple like mantras that you just... Just keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying it. And then you'll find that whole vibration will start filling you up. You'll feel your core start warming up, your body straighten up. And then you go, "Wow, this is really working. Keep on doing it and just see how it changes your life. So thank you so much, Selena, for being with us here today and sharing your wonderful lifetime wisdom and doing it with such love and such grace.
1: Thank you to you, Sarah. And thank you, everybody, all, to all the listeners. Thank you.
0: And don't forget, you can find the whole blog here. with everything written on it on selfdiscoverymedia.com. And Selena Carloni Williams, just put in her name, and everything will come up. Until next time, folks, don't forget, be kind to yourself. You want to embrace the love. So find the means to do so. And Selena has presented you with one. Until next time, folks, bye-bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show and were inspired to come and visit us at selfdiscoverymedia.com and see what other shows we have for you. And please do visit our selfdiscoverycommunity.org and see how you can be a part of giving back. Thank you very much.